good people welcome back to god and therapy season two where we are talking about relationships um and we're starting these topics off with dating and i have my awesome co-host my husband (laughs) the king of the house jason body hey babe hello welcome Welcome back. Glad to be back. Glad to be back. Hey, hey y'all, give, give my husband some props for doing this. Because I'm like, hey, babe, I need you to get on this podcast. I need you to get on this show. And he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas this is totally my element. It is right. me pulling my husband out into his, you know, and I told him, you are gifted and an anointed man of God to speak <laughs> on this topic. So thank you for coming today. Absolutely. So last week we talked about, you know, all the things. What is Christian dating? Dating, yep. Cause it really should be something very different than worldly dating. Mm-hmm. We should not just group Christians in with everybody else, but Christians usually date like the world, right? Um, getting into the relationships, uh, fall into fornication because we've been groomed to fornicate through the movies, the the um, music, and even our family mm-hmm. members. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody can attest that they got a family member uh, that did not wait till they were married. Some of your parents had had you out of wedlock. Um, yeah, that, that and. One thing I thought about, too, from last week, you know, um, whereas Christian dating should be the foundation, it's more of a level of dating. Right. You know, you have the the intro level, you have the level of, you know, getting to know each other. Right. Um, we're going to talk today about, you know, some questions and things like that, but it should be the foundation and it's not. No. It's just like, you know, our faith, our Christianity, it's just going to be a level. And right. normally it's like further on down the line. Um, when you start to have trouble in your relationship and it's like, you know, hey, I'm a Christian and I can pray about this. And, you know, then you start. But it should be the foundation. It should be one of the very right. first things that you do talk about. Because if you didn't do if you don't do it God's way, he says, you know, sin leads to death. And everybody mm-hmm. thinks that's like a physical death, but it is death of your relationship. Yep. Yep. And when you and I were dating and we tried to date like the world and get into those uh, simple habits. It was the death of something between us. It was the death of our friendship. It started mm-hmm. to be the death of our respect for one another. Um, just the death of the, the, of the love and the freeness we had with each other in the beginning. Before we started all the sin, we were happy to see each other. We were just having fun. We were right. laughing. And then when that element got in, you know, before marriage, it's just all the emotional stuff starts showing up. All the disrespect, all the craziness, all the um, insecurity, the jealousy, all the weird stuff. And so that's just God's way. I mean, I wish us as people would realize he know what he's talking about. Right, so when he right. says, stay away from that, which is before you're married, he tells you not to do that because he doesn't want us getting um, so tied to one another yep. and becoming so linked and clingy. He tells us not to do it for that reason. He's like, I want you to still have your mind about yourself. I want mm-hmm. you to still be free. Um, I, but when you get married, then I want you to become one and I want you to do it all the time. Right. You know, right. <laughs> he said he wants you to be one then, but we become one with a lot of people when you're out here just freelancing and giving away your body. So today, because the people are like, fine, Tara, if I'm not going to be fornicating, what is me and my boo going to be doing when we go out <laughs> and these dinners? So we want to give them some um, some topics and things that really should be discussed. And it's not just about dating. It's about as we are married and we talked to so many married couples, as I told you, we did a group mm-hmm. uh, like a, a think tank. Yep. yep. Think tank. And a lot of those married couples were like, I wish we had discussed this stuff while we were dating. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So today we're going to give you with all the married couples like the what we had, the Beltons and the and 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 all of those 
people that mm-hmm. came in, the married couples, the dating couples, Wanda and Emmanuel and the Burns and the all Burns yep. and and they were just saying we probably should have talked about this type of stuff before we got married because it would have made things clearer. It mm-hmm. would have gave us um less things to argue about because we would argue about because we would have known our spouse a little bit better. Right. Right. And we can attest to that certain things we did not talk about. Right. Yeah. Well, one, because we didn't know to talk about it. We just didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't know. Um, And so because dating, if you deal with the culture of the world is I need to show you my best self. Yep. I need to perform. I need to perform. I need to. um, And one of the guys that were there, William, um, he was talking about how he the expectation that men have to be successful um, to meet this bar and set this high bar. He said, of course, he couldn't come to his wife and say or the woman he was dating his wife before he um, to come to her while they were dating and say, these are my issues. <laughs> these are some of my flaws. Uh, <laughs> nobody. Uh, yeah, nobody. Nobody throws it out there. On right. Day one saying these are all the jacked up things about me. No, he said she wouldn't have married him. He was like, if I came to her and said, I got childhood trauma and, (laughs) you know, I was abused. And I also struggled with communication because nobody ever taught me. He said she wouldn't have chose him because there's this competition amongst men. You talked about last week, a competition amongst women. But for men, there's a competition for you to be this alpha male, this strong Mm -hmm. figure so that Mm -hmm. women will want you. Right. So you have to. Look like you got your money together. Look like you could dress good. Look like you work hard. So if you come to a woman and say, I mean, I'm doing those things, but I struggle daily with also my mental health and depression and anxiety. And she would probably be like, that's nice. Check, please. <laughs> yeah. But, but then you marry somebody with this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. We marry people and that stuff is there. Yep. Yep. You, so real quick, before we start getting in too deep, you want to bless this message real quick I'm before so, we go forward. That's and, why I love and, you. And, and, and yeah, that's let's what go. I'm talking about. That's why you're my partner. Because you remember, let us bless it real quick. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this conversation that we are about to embark on. But I pray that the listener li- like hears you, not hearing us, God, but hear what you're trying to say to them because they've been praying. They've been asking you their whys. They've been struggling, God. And so today we want to give them the knowledge that you have to set them free. You said your truth shall set them free. So we pray over this meeting today. We pray over this conversation, God, that they shall be set free, Lord, through your knowledge. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. So um, let's talk about some of this stuff because we don't want the used car syndrome when you guys are out here dating. Christians, don't do the used car syndrome where you you polish it up, make it look real good, but you don't give those car facts. And mm. so you marry this person mm. and um, <laughs> you, you, you speak in my language now. Given a, a car analogy. Is a car I love enthusiast. It. <laughs> so he gonna give you a lot of car analogies and I'm uh-huh. and I, yeah. I love it. I love so, it. So we don't look up the Carfax, right? right. Carfax right. was a whole and for those who don't understand, Carfax with the Car Fox was this whole new business that opened up because people were buying used cars and they turned out to be lemons. And, they and didn't get, know the history of the car. They didn't know the history and mm-hmm. getting taken for their money. And so now they created this thing where everybody's looking at the Carfax on these cars mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, even dealerships are saying, we have the Carfax on it. And so you're able to see how many accidents it's been yep. in. How many owners? How, ooh. how many owners? <laughs> how many, oh, I'm gonna say it again, how many owners <laughs> the car has had? Ooh. What if we were able to show a Carfax 
or a person facts on a date? Ooh, ugly. Yeah. Yeah, what does your car facts what look your- like? Because <laughs> that's real because yeah. it, it talks yeah. about the repairs. It talks about the owners. Mm-hmm. It talks about if the person has had regular maintenance. Yeah. And it talks about your accidents and if it was minor or major. Or major. Mm. Yeah, because some stuff, because my husband's so funny, like when we're trying to buy a car and he sees like it's a major thing. I'm like, but baby, they said it's been fixed. He said, mm-mm, mm-mm. you don't mm-mm. get no car that's been in the flood. <laughs> right, that part. He's like, no, baby, you don't get a car that, that because that's engine damage and we're going to have to take on that damage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is why people don't ask the right questions and right. they don't get the car facts. And then I have to deal with it later in marriage counseling. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you didn't ask them that uh-huh. you didn't, you didn't know that they had that trauma. Oh, you didn't know what that meant when somebody has been raised without one of their parents, mm-hmm. that that's going to show up in y'all's marriage, that they had major rejection from a parent. That's a flood. Right. And it's not to say that these people can't get married because you may still buy a car even after seeing the car facts. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you say, oh, you know what? I can deal with that. That's fine. I got grace for that. Yeah. I, I, I can handle that. I can't handle that. You know, because there are some things you can't handle and you need to be honest to say, hey, I think you're awesome. But that trauma you have, I don't have the grace for that. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could support you. I don't think I have what it takes to help you walk through that. You may need another owner. You may need another person. And it's just true. I see so many people married, babe, that they're married to people who have no grace for their story. Yeah. They have no grace for that person's trauma. They have no grace for that person's experience and they're divorcing them. Yeah. They're getting rid of them. So let's, you know, how do you break that ice? You know, when we're going, when you're out on a date, you're, you know, we're talking to our folks that are dating. Right. Um, and I don't even want to limit dating to just single people. Right, right. Married couples should continue to date. Right. Because you're asking guess questions. what? Right. That person you married five years ago, 10 years ago, they're not the same person when you right. first married. And if you're not continuously dating and continuing that, those, you know, that uh, open lines of communication, mm-hmm. what do you know about them? Right, because me and you learned a lot of stuff at like year 15 when we did marriage counseling, you know, um, keeping the relationship fresh. We learned some things about each other that we did not know. Mm -hmm. And it was Mm -hmm. like eye opening and mind boggling because so many years we had misinterpreted certain things about each other. So many aspects because we didn't ask the questions. Right. Right. You know, we had a lot of assumptions. We made a lot of assumptions that certain behaviors that you would have and i'm thinking it's coming from a negative place like why is he like that and it's because you don't love me and it wasn't it's just the way you were raised right right your personality was formed out of the way you were raised and i was taking it personal Mm -hmm. i wasn't even looking like tara pay attention to the father that raised him he's being his father (laughs) he's not being mean to you but he didn't see the stuff you're expecting him to do. And I didn't see some of the things you were expecting me to do as a wife. Um, I had never seen it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know, here's the other thing, what your expectations were from me as a wife. I was just going by what I would give you and what I thought a wife should give well, based yeah. upon what I yeah. saw. Is this what a wife does? I didn't ask you what you had seen a wife doing. Right. You didn't ask me what I had seen a husband doing. Right. 
And my stuff that I saw was off of television. I'm watching the Cosby show. So I'm looking at you like, why you ain't dancing me around the living room to jazz music? You know, why you talking to me crazy? I didn't see Heathcliff Huxtable talking to his wife crazy. You know, I was giving, I was grading you not by the man that raised you. I'm judging you based on the television series. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm sitting here like, what kind of man I didn't picked up that because you weren't watching the TV I was watching. So I'm judging you and then I'm judging it like you don't love me because you're not doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking you're giving me love and you're confused as to why I feel that way. Right. So what how do you break that ice, though? How do you like I said, how do you go and you, you start the conversation while you're dating? OK, so while you're not having sex, you're going to have a lot of time on your hand. <laughs> And so, (laughs) so when you're out to dinner and I I just wrote a couple of things just based upon what those couples were saying, um, a couple of questions you might want to ask the person that you're dating. Um, one of it, one of those questions is what was your relationship with your immediate family? Mm. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because I'm going to be your immediate family when we get married. Yep. I'm now the immediate family. Yep. So whatever way you treat your immediate family and whatever relationship y'all have and the way they treated you, now that I become your family, like something's going to kick in, this is the way I treat my family. Yeah. So we were meeting some couples. I remember uh, Melissa and, and Noel where they grew up in two different households and Mel was saying how everybody was separate kind of. Um, everybody was in their own room a lot, you know, and then Noel was saying his family was always together. Him and his siblings Mm -hmm. were always together. So then they get married and, um, he's confused about why she's not doing a bunch of social stuff with the family. But once he had talked to her brother and and her other siblings and they said, Oh no, that's just our family. We didn't do a lot of stuff together. So now he's like, Oh, <laughs> this is not my wife rejecting my family and all these social events. She just never did this stuff with immediate family. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So he, you know, had an aha moment. Yeah. And I can attest to that because I don't know if you remember when we were dating your family uh, at one point in time, they were having, you know, cookouts or family right. gatherings every Saturday or every all other Saturday. And I said, you know, I said, oh, I love this. Right. This is amazing. You know, this is not something that that my family does on a regular, you know, um, if it's a, a family gathering, you know, family reunion or whatever. Yeah, we'll get together. But to see that your family was doing that on a weekly basis. Right. And everybody got together and they were laughing. I was like, I want that. Yeah, you know, that is something. But on the flip side of it, when you look at dating, if that wasn't something that I was used to, and like you said, now you're my immediate family. Right. But you're looking to me to to drive what you were used to with your family. And I'm like, oh, we we, we never we didn't do that. Right. And you we, weren't we, driving it. Because I, right. like, I would say, hey, let's have this social event. Oh, you, you want to do that again? <laughs> oh, you want to do that every month? Right. You inviting people over again? And I was like, yeah, babe. Because when I grew up, it was people consistently getting together in large groups of people, and you were exhausted by it. Like you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like this is a bit much. Yeah. And then even the dynamics of our immediate family. I'm a twin, and I grew up with five siblings in a household. And I'm a mm-hmm. I'm a twin. I'm, I'm a younger sibling. I'm always around people. We mm-hmm. shared everything. Mm-hmm. I think I shared a bed till I was like 14. Um, I got tired of splitting candy bars, but I'm used to splitting. Everything. everything. Yeah. I'm used to sharing everything. So yeah. then I come with you. Well, I'm the youngest youngest of two. 
Young is of two, yep. and there's an age gap. A four-year four gap. And um, I never had anybody with me from conception. You no, know, like you, from I mean, conception. You, you, you and your twin have always been together. Um, so, yeah, I, I had to grow up. Not, I didn't grow up alone, um, but I grew up not having to share mm -mm. as much. No. I grew up um, not having to um, always have somebody with me as right. far as a sibling is concerned. Um, and so being the youngest, yeah, it was just, it was me. Right. Yeah. So you got me. a lot of attention. I got, I got attention if I wanted something or if you I got said, it, you know, I, you know, yeah, I yeah. got it. Um, so the whole thing of, of, I think you and I, when we were dating, um, the sharing of food, oh. especially, and I'm sorry, I'm just gonna put it out there. <laughs> wow. Don't go there. Girlfriend. We're not talking to wives and girlfriends. <laughs> if you, if you want something, order it. If you if you want a that's, dish, order that, it. Hey, stop it. Don't that's don't that, don't wait to we to, want yours. Don't wait till your man dish yours comes back. Like, oh, that look good. Can I have a piece? Because it does. It's always <laughs> better. Because women, it's hard for us to decide with all these options, and y'all are just very good at choosing something mm -hmm. that looks and smells good. So anyway, <laughs> but one of the things I remember we used to have a thing about is your clothes. Mm -hmm. Like you would have a nice sweatshirt, and I would be like, I want it. Can I wear your sweatshirt? No, and no. You would, I go buy you one. He would buy me one. Yeah, I go buy you one. He would. Yeah. Buy, I'll buy you one for yourself. He would buy me the exact same mm -hmm. sweatshirt, and I said, I, I don't want my own. I, I really only want it because it's yours. And it was almost as if I was testing you, like you will share. I'm gonna make you share with me. I want yeah. your shirt because I was seeing. Am I with somebody who's selfish? And then in my head, I'm like, you don't love me. Why would you not want to share your shirt with me? Don't you love me? Don't you want me to be in your shirt? Don't you want me to be covered by your shirt, your sweatshirt? And you would be like, it's mine. And why do you want my stuff? Why are you trying to take my stuff? And I'm like, I'm not trying to take your stuff. It's just in my family, we share stuff. That's just part of our culture. Is mm -hmm. the way we show love is you can wear my clothes. You could, you could share my comb. My he would buy me anything I asked him for to share. He would say, I'll buy your own. I don't care what it was. He's like, don't you just want your own? And I'm like, you're trying to stay separate from me. You're trying to stay an individual from me, which I, I understand individuality. It's very important to keep individuality. Right. But the culture of my family is share. Sharing was a form of love and a sign of love. And, and when you don't grow up with a lot of stuff, when you have a lot of kids and then you don't have a lot of money, um, that just becomes the way the community does things. It's communal food in the refrigerator. There is no, that was my meal. Like you, <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? That was your sandwich. The sandwich was in there. I wanted a bite. I took a bite and he would just be like, why would you bite my sandwich? Why would you eat my food? Cause in my household, it's free. It's, it's fair game. It's fair, it's game. fair game. It was yeah. in there. You didn't eat it in two days. Somebody's going to eat your stuff. It's right. not being disrespectful, but you would look at it like you really just trying to take over. And I'm like, oh, what's going on with you? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So that's true. That's that's one question, right? Yep. yep. So I think another one, too, um, is communication style. You know, oh, that, oh, God. And because how I communicate and how I, I see or what I think is effective communication may not be the same way you it, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't, it it wasn't. Okay. let's just go and say it it was <laughs> it was not uh because I didn't know how y'all dealt with conflict in your family mm -hmm. see mm -hmm. my family was very in your face mm -hmm. very in your face like what's your problem and you know we were very aggressive and we would just say stuff right um and that's the culture of our family is 
you, you, we might talk about you and we may say something crazy, but then tomorrow we're like, hey, you want to go get something to eat? Now, it's dysfunctional. It's, it's very <laughs> it's, dysfunctional. It's highly dysfunctional. You just said something to make me mad. and, and Right, and we don't apologize. Right. The apology is the fact that I talked to you the next day and asked you if you want something to eat. Yeah. It's like, and you would always tell me, like, you don't apologize. And I'm like, my apology is that we talking. Like, do you really need to hear those words? <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, we're like, that's like lame. Well, I got to tell you I'm sorry. Obviously, I'm sorry because mm -hmm. I'm still talking to you. But that's the dysfunction that I grew up in yeah. is there was no apologies. Yeah. There was no um, fixing the situation. It's just that everybody cussed each other out or yelled at each other and went off. And then everybody went to their corners. And then we came back kind of like, you good? Uh, you know I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Dysfunction. You know, you know yeah. that's just how yeah. we do sometimes. It yeah. be like that. But you know I love you. Do you? Because... I'm upset we didn't deal with that, but you're asking me to get over it. Mm -hmm. And so I was functioning like that with you. Yeah. And see, my communication style is, one, I want to resolve. I want peace and I want to resolve. Right. I'm not one that, you know, we argue because I'm a partway overthinker. Right. Um, and I overthink things and I can't rest. My mind cannot rest knowing that there's conflict, knowing right. it hasn't right. been resolved. Um, and, and one of the things I think we both appreciated when we got married was we never went to bed angry. with conflict mm -hmm. hanging over our head and no. angry. Now, did we come to a complete resolution a lot of times? No. No, we would just, but, you would but, just say you sorry. The, yeah, I, yeah <laughs> I would say I'm sorry to make peace. Right. And then, you know, we would go from there. Um, and eventually you learn as well that, hey, Jason's communication style is, it doesn't have to be resolved day one, but at least let's get to a place where we have peace. Right. And you hate it like aggressiveness and... And me coming at you that way, which was normal for my family. I'm like, why is your feelings hurt? Yeah, I know. I just thought about your mama, but it's okay. <laughs> and you, <laughs> I'm like, you know, I ain't mean that. And you're like, no, that was a disrespectful thing. You just said you shouldn't say that. Mm -hmm. And and you just did not like the aggressiveness, the loud, you know, and you would, he would break up with me. Let me just go and say it. He would break up with me while we were dating. Anytime I got loud, anytime I got aggressive and I didn't understand it. I'm like, this is normal communication. He said, that is not normal communication. Right. Why are you talking to me like that? And I'm like, you are so soft. It's called a disagreement. And this is what we do. And he's like, that is not what we do. And he would drop me off at my house when I said stuff. <laughs> Deuces. Right. And I would sit quietly like, why did you go off like that? Why do you say that? Like, he, mm -hmm. you started to retrain me, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just your training. It was the Lord's training. Right. Because right. the Lord says, you know, there's a certain way we're supposed to communicate with one another. Gentleness, kindness, patience, self-control. Fruits of the spirit. Yeah. Fruits of the spirit. And I was showing none of that when yeah. we had conflict because I hadn't learned that in yeah. my household. Yeah. And it wasn't to be disrespectful to you. I just wasn't trained to do that. So learning how you communicate, learning how to bring conflict, like, saying if i need to correct you how can i correct you where mm -hmm. you won't get offended mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what is the best way to come at you when somebody's trying to critique or trying to correct you how can that how can i come with you that right. was a question we right. needed to ask one another yeah yeah and we because didn't we didn't um because a lot of times and i don't want to say uh, correction right. i would say feedback feedback so a lot of times you know i was giving you feedback but the way i came at you because i've been in management for so long Right. Um, you were like, you coming to me like I'm an employee. 
Right. I'm not one of your employees. Don't you know? I used to be. Don't. That's another story. But <laughs> yeah, that's how we met. Um, but don't come at me like I'm an employee. Right. I'm your wife. Your partner. I'm your, I'm your partner. You know. Um, you're not gonna write me up, and you can't fire me. So right. you know, right. why, I mean, why people come at do me like fire that? people. You know, yeah, they do. But um, yeah. but that was just one of those things, and I think it's important in dating to understand, you know, that style. Understand right. the person. Um, leave out all of the other emotions. Um, especially when it gets around sex and, and things like that, that clouds, it clouded, that judgment yeah. and, and, and that emotional state. Um, but those are just some, some real, right. And see, I didn't grow up with a man correcting me. Mm. I just didn't, mm. I didn't grow up with a man correcting me. Yeah. My father, my birth father was not in my life and my stepfather was super passive, right. super chill. My mother could go in on him. Like I was trying to do with you. Um, <laughs> and he would say nothing or he would laugh or he was just quiet never argued back with her, yeah. never tried to make her do anything. My mother was able to just do her own thing, really pretty much ran the house. And so when I met you, I'm like, what is your problem? Bow down. Like, what's your issue? Yeah, no. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> bow down, bow down. Yeah, this no. is so funny because I grew up saying, I don't want to, I don't want a passive husband like that. You know, and my mother would tell us, don't marry no man this passive. Like she would tell us, but her actions, she wasn't showing us. Mm-hmm how to deal with a man that's not passive. So right. I'm like, you're not showing me this, yeah. but you're telling me to marry this alpha leader male. And so when you would come at me and try to tell me something, I didn't even know how to respond to it and I didn't know how to take it. So um, some of the questions just to give y'all a little bit more, things you need to ask while you're dating somebody is, are you open to growth and critique? Do you recognize any deficiencies mm -hmm. that you may have had from your immediate family or from growing up, some things that you think you need to work on? Um, are you open to me helping you? Uh, a good one, I think, is what is your expectation of a wife or husband? Yeah. Cause yeah. Because well, expectations can vary right. from one end of the spectrum to the next, you know? I thought I was being the wife of your dreams because mm -hmm. I was doing mm -hmm. what I think wives should do. Yeah. And you were and like... And same thing, you know? And I wasn't giving you what you needed. You weren't giving me what I needed. And... Like you said, your 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 expectations was Heathcliff Huxtable. Right. Bill Cosby. Bill, um, not, you know, Bill, not Bill Heathcliff. Heathcliff. It's two different people. <laughs> but anyway. um but yeah, it just it just it didn't it didn't come out that way, you know. Yeah. So we had to work through that. We did. And um just things about um how do you handle conflict? Um and even asking a person, have you ever been in a long term relationship outside of your immediate family? Mm-hmm. Because some people are only loyal to the family they grew up with, not even accepting the spouse when they become your family member as, yes, this stranger is not my family member. So when people don't have friends right. and they haven't been through conflict or compromise, you need to know that yeah. coming into it, that this person has no practice and no experience with compromising with people or with growing in long-term relationships. Yep. They don't have that. Um, you don't even know if they're sociable or not. Right. But you're highly sociable and you're about to marry somebody that's going to have you in the house chained up. Never mind. The point <laughs> is, you needed to know that. Yeah. And so these yeah. are some conversations that you all need to talk about and we'll, we'll talk more about mm -hmm. it. But when you're dating, these are deep conversations you need to know because the word of God says in Hosea 4 and 6, my people are destroyed for the lack, lack of knowledge. Of knowledge. Mm -hmm. And a lot of your relationships are being destroyed and your marriages are being destroyed because you wouldn't get any knowledge, any real knowledge on the person mm -hmm. that you're married. Yep. So I pray that you were blessed by tonight's conversation. Thank you, baby. Absolutely. So Absolutely. good. So good. Yeah. And we look forward to seeing you next week on God in Therapy. Take care. Take care.